Hey, Fro. Hey. Why are teddy bears never hungry? Uh, because they don't have a stomach. Because they're stuffed. <laughs> On this episode of Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking news of the week, TV of the week, manifest episode four review, the full review, movies of the week, and another digital review of Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and uh, gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen. Hello, Lou. Hi, Fro, everybody. Uh, this has been uh, a short week, it feels like, mostly because we were together on Monday uh, watching Bound for Glory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was entertaining, I think? thought it was. Yeah. What did you think of Bound for Glory? What's my next question? Uh, I had fun with it. I mean, um, we we skipped over one part because I had to go real quick. But we, I went back right. and watched the, what was it, Alley, Alley in the Underworld. Right there, that's a good way of putting it. And it was interesting. I mean, it was something different. It wasn't you know anything <laughs> I've ever seen in wrestling before. So I got to give them that for originality. Was it great? Well, I don't know if it was great, about... but <laughs> well, we said that about the other part of the show. Uh... They were doing the concrete jungle match, and um, just for audience that hadn't seen it, uh, the ring uh, had planks in it instead of uh, a wrestling. See, mat. this is what you don't understand because I've seen re- wrestling rings put together hundreds of times. So uh, that's okay. actually what's underneath the mat, uh, the canvas in a wrestling ring normally fro are those boards. Ah. Uh, they're usually under there, and then you put on a mat, and then you put on the canvas. And the canvas, you tighten it down, and it holds all the boards in place, right? <laughs> so you take off the can- yes. canvas, and these boards are not held in place by anything. And they didn't think, hey, maybe we should, like, secure them in with, like, some <laughs> two-by-fours underneath. Or, like, you know what I mean? Nothing like that. They didn't think of any of that. So the boards start just flying out- off the ring, like, up out of the ring. And the, uh, the referee... Uh, is trying to put them back together, but then there's giant holes in the ring, and people are getting their feet caught in there. I'm afraid somebody's going to break their ankle. It was, it was interesting, but it was also a little like I don't know what's a good word for it, nerve wracking, maybe. <laughs> I was Joe just going to say this. It was a little t- TNA-ish. Well, yeah, I mean it is impact, uh, but I mean it's a whole new thing now. I guess I mean it doesn't feel like TNA used no. to feel. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I like that about it. Did you see the whole controversy at the end? We didn't notice this when we watched it initially. Uh, no, I, I didn't. Oh, you haven't heard about this? Okay. Uh, no. This is going to be big news then, Fro. Uh, at the end, we we watched all the way to the end um, of the last match, but we apparently just didn't notice. But apparently after the pin, uh, Austin Aries just totally no-sold uh, the pin. He just got right up, walked out, flipped off the crowd, flipped off the announcers, and I think one of the guys who's the announcers is one of the people running the company right now. Uh, and walked out, and on Monday they had the TV, the Impact tapings, I think were Monday, Tuesday, and he wasn't at any of those tapings, and it's sounding like he's not going to be in the company anymore. Ah. I think what I heard was at the very last minute they told him you're losing, and he was not happy about it. Well, uh, I know why he lost. You know why he lost. It's because Johnny Impact is on uh, Survivor. Well, he kind of they they kind of mentioned uh, him being on that reality show is what they said. That's what Austin the Aries said. Show, yeah. They didn't actually mention Survivor. I think they must they must have a deal because I know there's non disclosure agreements you sign when you go into Survivor as a contestant. So I was actually just surprised he was on TV at all. But obviously they yeah. let him do. Uh, he probably has some special deal with Survivor that other contestants wouldn't normally have. Is my guess. But yeah, no, I give this pay-per-view a uh, 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, the only thing everybody's talking about is this Austin Aries thing, and it's kind of overshadowed the rest of the pay-per-view, but there were a lot of fun matches on there. I mean, uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. And I'm going to watch TNA again this week, and I didn't watch any WWE yep. because, well, I think we made a good choice last week before what everything that happened this week with WWE to... Stop watching. I mean, we chose to do that Wednesday, and then I think what uh, Thursday or Friday is when Thursday or Friday was the news breaking. Yeah, uh, or maybe it was Wednesday midday after we got done with the show. Even it was like really right. close to right, like right after we did the show. Uh, the news that this Saudi journalist was murdered. It sounds like by his own government um, is what it's mm -hmm. sounding like. At least what Turkey is telling us. Uh, and WWE and is, of course, doing their show yeah. there in a month. The crown jewel. And I don't see uh, a reason for Turkey to lie in this situation. It's not like they they don't really have a reason to lie about this. So. I mean, they're not the only ones saying it as well. Like, there's people within uh, other journalists, uh, other people saying it. Uh, Turkey is just one of the main people who's coming. Their government's coming out and saying, hey, we have this evidence um, but I don't think that evidence has really been examined thoroughly, thoroughly yet. But no. I mean, everything's pointing that that's what that th this is what happened. That this guy was murdered by his government for doing uh, uh, investigative journalist journalism about them that they didn't want done is what right. it's looking like. Of course, people calling for WWE to pull out of the event, but they're getting what, $50 million or something crazy to do it? Um, and as far as I heard yeah. from, I think it was Wrestling Observer, they said that unless Donald Trump or somebody like from, you know, the army or something comes to WWE and goes, hey, you can't do this, uh, they're going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I think this is uh, wrong on WWE's side 
I don't think it's even a question of uh, should they do it or not. Uh, I'm going to say it mildly. They shouldn't do it. <laughs> right. It, yeah. It it is kind of it's kind of impeaching of human rights is kind of a, a stick for me. Well, I mean, this is um, this is a big international scandal is one thing, but right. last time we did it, or last time they did the show in Saudi Arabia, we talked about how there are human rights violations that. Uh, we didn't think WWE should be involved with them then. Um, right. And now this happens right before their other uh, event there. And the thing is, they have this huge deal with them that's so much money. And if they pull out of the deal, they're going to get sued and they're going to lose, you know, all that money. Uh, so that's what they're thinking of as a company, not so much as... Uh, I guess they don't care too as much about the PR because this is definitely going to be a PR nightmare for them if they go there. Yeah, and and sadly, I I, I think uh, we talked a little on, about this on Monday, and I <laughs> I said I, I some I said something uh, approximately like I think sadly it is a question about money. Uh, it's not really about reputation. I don't know if. If WWE cares enough to be, is your reputation seen? worth fifty million dollars? Is the question, and I guess the answer right. is, uh, yeah, it is. That's yeah. the que- that's yeah. the answer that WWE decided at least at this point. Uh, something could happen in between now and then where they change something up. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to, but part of their deal, like I was talking to you on Monday, and I had this. I heard this as well from other people that it actually is true. Part of their deal with Saudi Arabia is the whole tourism angle. Right. So they, uh, the part of the deal is selling it, selling uh, Saudi Arabian tourism to other countries. So to not air this <laughs> event in other countries would uh, right. negate the deal altogether. So I, that's not even possible. Come here and be killed. The land of opportunity. I mean, but it just, this whole thing just put into, I mean, I was still on Sunday going, maybe I should watch uh, Raw tomorrow on Monday. And then I'm, I, this whole thing really started to move into the mainstream. And I went, I I have no reason to watch WWE anymore. After I watched uh, Bound for Glory, I realized I can just watch TNA and get my fill of wrestling every week and then go watch WCWC right. every other month and get my indie wrestling and I'll be happy with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. No, I, I totally I, I totally agree. Uh, some other strange news I saw uh, that... Uh, we're not talking about the news, but uh, I saw that a uh, uh, hip-hop artist uh, uh, was uh, loving uh, Trump as his brother, and he's called Kanye West. Or was it his dad? His dad? What? Did he call Trump his yeah, dad? Yeah, he was like, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that part. So, something like that. He said something about, uh, I love this man or whatever, this or that. But it, yeah, he said right. that a couple times. This isn't the first time. Uh, it sounds like... I, Kanye is weird. Um, no shit. He says he likes Trump and all this, but then when he talks about like the Trump hat and like things like that. He acts like 
oh, I'm taking it back. I'm using it for my own thing. Uh, it's not, it doesn't have to do with that Trump thing. And he's acting like, uh, he's trying to change the way, the way people see it, uh, and trying to make it his own thing. And it's like, you can't really do that in this scenario. <laughs> this is, this is not something that's way in the past that you can bring back and make, okay, that this, I'm going to make it this now. This is happening right now. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, no, it, uh, it was, uh, quite surreal. That's that's the that's the feeling I'm sitting back with it. It felt like why? Well, it made sense I, to I just... me. I mean, it's the midterm election, so uh, Trump brought. Well, I don't think he would have done it necessarily if it wasn't an election year. But this is gonna mm. he, the way Trump probably sees it is. Oh, I'm gonna bring in the black vote because of Kanye. You know what I mean? Uh, will yeah. it actually work? I think. Most people, just, I think more people now just hate Kanye, is what happened. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's too bad. He's, he's so political. His last video was fucking hilarious. It's one of the best videos I've seen in a while. I will, I will even go up on the stage when, when, when uh, uh, Taylor Swift uh, wins uh, the video of the year and say, Kanye West had the best video of the year. I mean, that <laughs> wasn't the, everybody remembers that, but the craziest. Remember, we covered it on the show when he went all like loopy. Yes. At that one concert, and then just like disappeared. Yes. They like put him in a mental hospital or something for a while, mm -hmm. and then he came back, and that's when all of a sudden he was uh, backing oh, Trump oh. and everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrity clone, bro. Uh, I know. <laughs> Another thing that I know both of you uh, us uh, watch uh, was the Joe uh, Rogan experience with uh, Roseanne Bauer. Uh, pretty interesting. Did you watch the Connors? The first episode of the Connors? I did. We'll talk about that in the TV round. So stick around, everybody, right. if you want to hear about the Connors uh, and what happened there. But I the Joe Rogan experience, like the Joe Rogan podcast, was interesting. But I'll be honest, bro. I'm less yeah. on Roseanne's side than I was before I watched the podcast. <laughs> Me too, and uh, and uh, it it is kind of interesting. I think most of it it's it's Joe's fault because Joe sounds like a fucking asshole in this interview. Does he? Okay. I think so. Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of like, oh, you were an ambient and you were drunk. It wasn't your fault. Right, but he's trying to keep his guest happy. I understood that. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Um, right. He doesn't want his guest to walk out in the middle of the interview either. You know what I mean? So he's got to play that fine line of, like, I'm on your side, but I also want to, like, try to get the truth out. So I, I see what you're saying, yeah. Uh, the problem, I, I, I agree pretty much that the tweet thing was uh, blown out of proportion myself. Right. Uh, and I think right. that's what they agreed, at least on the podcast, about. But some of her other politics is what really got to me. The whole Israel-Palestine yeah. stuff she was talking about and everything else. <laughs> yeah. um, those are because like she's she's a Jew now. I think she's always been a Jew, right? Yeah, I think she's always no, been... but but uh, but but she 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 was asked in the interview like uh, what you see yourself as, and she's like, oh, I see myself as Jew. Right, as far she's as never race goes. That. Well, right. 
she never pushed that agenda before. As well, I, I mean, what I she is saying of. is the tweet was supposed to be uh, about Israel and Palestine. And every, that was I what see. it was about originally, and it got turned into something else. But then I realized what the tweet was actually about and what the politics were actually about in the tweet, and I don't agree with those politics, let alone no. the, the whole thing that everybody called racist, which I don't necessarily think was racist. It was just a mis a badly worded, probably. But yes, the politics behind what the tweet actually meant aren't good either, and that's the part that I don't agree with Roseanne about. But yeah, no. I also don't think she should have got kicked off off her show at this point. So um, it's hard. Right. It's it's a hard one for me as far as Roseanne goes. I I I, I can understand why she was kicked off because ABC is more concerned about their image. Than WWE's. <laughs> sure, right. So you're never going to be on WWE. That, that would be hilarious if she ended up on WWE because remember, oh, they that did that funny. whole thing where they brought in the fake Rosie O'Donnell and the fake Donald yes. Trump back in the day. I remember. So let's go into the news since we talked about the news. Uh, Canada becomes the largest country to completely legalize uh, resignation. Wreck. Re- uh, recreational marijuana that's a hard word to say for a norwegian yeah uh this happened today right so uh the article i got yes. is obviously from yesterday because i didn't couldn't get an article uh from the future but uh canada <laughs> uh is set to become but actually as of today is the largest country in the world to fully legalize recreational marijuana a move that will bring cheers to millions of Canadians who already use the drug and an established industry likely to be worth millions of dollars. Yes. Yep. It says here all the talk at Starbucks this morning was about 1017, which was, of course, the bill that legalized marijuana. Uh, it took a few seconds to figure it out, so uh, here, here it goes. The shit... Oh, the shift... I almost said, oh, sorry. Uh, the shift from illegal to legal. <laughs> I, I heard what you I, almost said. <laughs> I almost did it. Uh, followed decision this summer by the Canadian Parliament with a Senate vote of 52 to 29 in favor. Uh, otherwise, uh, the Bill C-45, otherwise known as the Cannab- Cannabis Act, uh, the Parliament has now passed the bill. Today, I'm also pleased to announce that the new recreational cannabis regime will officially come into force October October 17th of this year. Uh, that was a quote from Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister. Mm-hmm. So this is super yeah. interesting. This is going to change, uh, definitely change the uh, landscape of marijuana cultivation, I think. Um, let's go and take a bet. Uh, Norway getting marijuana laws like Canada over or under two years. Oh, that's a hard one for me. Um, you have right now. You still have the conservative government, right? Yes. So I'll say over. Yeah, I think over two years as well. Yeah, you'd have to really shift your government a little bit to even have it be get it have a chance i think at right now but right it could happen uh as far as our government goes i can see it happening in two years 
I could see, or, or even less, maybe a year and a half. Oh, even less, yeah, yeah. Because I think Trump is going to want to do it right before election time in 2020 yes. to try to yes. use it as a political ploy to get people to vote for him. I totally think that as well. And to be uh, honest, I don't blame him. <laughs> it's no, no, no. a good political strategy, to be honest. Yeah, if I was him, I would totally do it um, the year before election. Right, like six, like six months or seven months before. Right, yeah. Right. Uh, it was. It would be a perfect point. Yeah, get people to to vote for him. And confuse um, the shit out of everybody who hates him. <laughs> like we've said right. in the past. Imagine how confused people would be if he legalized marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ecuador tells Assange to avoid political activity online. And feed the cat. And feed the cat. Right. They, uh, we've talked about this in the past. They took his internet away. Remember this? Yeah. Uh, and Ecuador is saying that they'll, they're giving him back... Uh, partial internet access. I, I think it probably means uh, Are they shy he can use it when they give him give him access to it. Mm-hmm. But he, they've said that he they need says Ecuador la- laid out a stringent new set of rules, uh, warning the whistleblower to avoid online comments and political issues, and ordering him to clean his bathroom, take better care of his cat, or risk losing the pet. So they're giving his internet back as long as he keeps his bathroom clean and feeds his cat. <laughs> Is it now that I find it even more strange and kind of funny that uh, Pamela Anderson, uh, that is a big uh, supporter of uh, that animals' rights uh, activity thing? What about it? Pamela Anderson, right? What about her? She, uh, she She's together with him. Didn't you know uh, that? I, they're... That's debatable. They they see a lot of each other. Let's just right. say that. They, they have a, a close relationship. We're not mm-hmm. really sure how close said relationship is. Okay, but but anyways, she she's she's a spokesperson for uh, that animal's rights uh, thing. Is it called Noah or something? Oh, I have no idea. Okay. I, I really don't know the ongoings of uh, Pamela Anderson in 2018, to be honest, bro. Okay, but the the thing is, like, uh, and uh, they they are against having uh, cats and dogs as pets. What? So yeah. what are the cats and dogs supposed to just roam the streets free? No, yeah, you're not supposed supposed to have them. That's that's dumb. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever seen a dog out on the street by itself? It's not pretty, all right? Yeah, no. They should have owners. It's just silly yeah. to even say that. Uh, oh, and then they Assange, ha- but, but I love the picture of Julian Assange's cat. That's exactly because... what I was about to say, bro. That's hilarious yeah. that we both mentioned at the same time. He's wearing a tie. The yes. cat wearing a collar and a tie. Yes. <laughs> this is very funny. Yeah. And uh, he looks uh, kind of nifty. He looks like he could run for office. I'd vote for the cat. <laughs> In this uh, political, uh, I can understand it. Uh, hey, uh, there's a cryptocurrency startup that wants to create a decentralized pirate pay alternative. I find this extremely interesting uh, as a pirate myself. Arr, 
Um, a new uh, uh, cryptocurrency <laughs> startup that popped up recently aims to offer uh, uh, alternative to torrent sites with quality magnet coin or QMC. Platform users all share the torrent database with the help of a blockchain add uh, in some indicatives for quality contributions as well as spam control and Hollywood may have a scary problem on its hands. So uh, the the goal of uh, QMC for short uh, is to build uh, a large torrent magnet index that is impossible to take offline sensor a block. All right. It says the core idea. <clears throat> the core idea is fairly straightforward. The application uses blockchain to create a decentralized database of torrent magnet links, which doesn't rely on a hosting service or domain name, making it virtually impossible to take down. Yeah. It says this straight. It's fairly straightforward, and then like sixty percent of people that just heard what I read have no idea what that meant. But you know what I mean, bro? Yes, yes. Yeah, I get it. Uh, they're going to make a cloud, uh, a torrent cloud is what it sounds right. like to me, right? Right. Uh, but it, it is going to have the... I think it's just uh, interesting that they use the same technology for bitcoins than they will use for now torrent technology. Uh, right. It make, I mean, it makes sense... Uh... I just wonder how, because uh, the ma the torrent magnet system is already established, um, yeah. And I wonder how you use that magnet system within this cloud, uh, because it, even if the cloud itself can't be taken down, if you're using a magnet, it could still be traced. But I mean, right. if you're using a v VPN or something like that, you could be, able, but. Uh, I just wonder how those two things connect, because there could be an issue there. But I'm sure that's something they're working on. That's the whole point here, is that they're working on making this a thing, and it doesn't right. exist yet. Right. So. No, 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 no. Hillary Clinton defends Bill Clinton. Oh. Affair with Monica Lewinsky. That's right. He call, uh, She said it was not an abuse. Uh, it was an abuse. It was not an abuse of power. Right? Former First Lady Hillary Clinton disputed the assertion that her husband's affair with White House intern con constituted an abuse of power. She said he was correct not to resign after the scandal became public. Uh, like it said, he was impeached for lying to investigators about Monica Lewinsky. Uh, mm -hmm. Earlier this year, in the midst of the Me Too movement, Lewinsky said she now considers the relationship to have a have constituted a gross abuse of power on Bill Clinton's part. Um, and here's what... Uh, yeah. In I was retros thinking I, I was... Yes, Sorry. I was, I was thinking I was going to read what... Yeah, go ahead and read what the correspondent said from CBS News in an interview with Hillary Clinton. Go ahead, Fro. In retrospect, do you tell Bill, Bill should resign in the wake of the Monica Lewinsky scandal? Absolutely not, Clinton said. It wasn't an abuse of power. Uh, uh, this man, Tony Dukupil, Dukupil. Let's call him Duplo, like the like baby Legos. Let's call him that. Duplo, yes. 
Uh, it wasn't an abuse of power, Duplo asked. No, no, she said, adding that Lewinsky was an adult. And it says that below that, Lewinsky was 22 when the affair happened with Bill Clinton. I don't know, 22 is technically an adult, I guess, but... Yeah. Compared to some of the other people who have... Uh, uh, the age that people were when they... Uh, in other Me Too instances, 22 is actually kind of young. Yeah. But yeah, no. It, it says Clinton it's... also denied having any role in criticizing the character of Lewinsky and other women who accused her and her husband of sexual misconduct. That's blatantly false and been proven yes. false. Uh, 2016 yes. Democratic presidential nominee quickly tried to change the conversation to Donald Trump's own accusations of unwanted sexual advances and extramarital affairs. Uh, let me ask you this. Where is the investigation into the current incumbent whose numerous allegations have been made and dismisses and denies uh, and ridicules, she asked. So she's right. saying, yeah, but what about Donald Trump? I, the, but that was the, <laughs> that was like the initial question is, uh, yeah, yeah, this whole thing's going on, especially because of Donald Trump. What do you think your hu husband would have done in the same situation? And she's saying, I mean, this just proves how out of touch Hillary Clinton really is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Definitely. She's, she's super out of touch. Um, hey, Norway. News. Uh, Norway accuses foreign nationals of the 1993 attack uh, because of uh, the satanic verse. Uh, if you never heard of satanic uh, verse, it was written by someone called Sal Salam Rushdie. Um, Norwegian police has formally accused several, 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 just to have that clear, foreign nationals over a 99 attack of the Norwegian publisher of the Satanic Rush versus those preventing the statute of limitation for, for closing the case because uh, it was uh, it was in 2015 and uh, no, I mean it was in 1993 and the statute of limitation was getting up there. Uh, the National Criminal Investigation Service sent Thursday foreign nationals who are not in Norway <laughs> what, what a surprise uh, uh, foreigners who weren't in Norway the strange, how, yeah. how would they know that hmm, it's weird. <laughs> yeah, were suspected of attempting murder in the attack of, on William Nygård so William he was the publisher of this satanic verse sure. uh, or, uh, yes right. just making clear uh, but the agency did not specify the number identity or nationality so you want to speculate <laughs> right. Iraq. Iraq. <laughs> Is that what you're thinking? Iraq? Iran. Oh, Iran. Right. Okay. I, I, yes. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Um, yep. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Either one, either one, I guess, <laughs> or a combination of the two. Yeah. Or it could just be, I guess it could just be like some kind of. Muslim uh, terrorist group of some other type, I guess, but they right. it, they could be from Iran. I don't know. Who knows who it is because they haven't released anything, but uh, it looks like 
if they wouldn't have said, like, here's the thing, Fro. Let's say they that none of this is true. <laughs> okay, right. they say the police came out and said four nationals who were not in Norway were uh, suspected of attempted murder. But it says here the latest move by the police prevents the usual twenty-five year statute of limitations closing in this cl- case. So mm. maybe they just did this to keep the case open. Well, we already knew in nineteen ninety-three because uh, there's uh, there's uh, witnesses that saw this attack. Okay. And and we uh, we know some of it. So. Right, but, but I'm yeah, just saying, case... like maybe that is maybe the maybe they didn't have any evidence of whatever. It, just recently, these foreign nationals. Maybe they needed right. to keep the case open, so they just maybe. said that so they could keep the case case open. That's it's possible. But the case led to diplomatic tensions between Norway and Iran in the 1990s. So, just saying, <laughs> not saying anything. Hey, um, Margaret uh, told me about the biggest douchebag in the world this week. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure where to begin here because it's so fucking ludicrous, and right, it's well, so start, uh, it's incredibly a... sad. Lucy Witchard of. Uh, Lester and David Carroll uh, said David Carroll, her husband, had leukemia when they met in 2006. They married in 2011 and, and have since divorced. Uh, she said that her mother gave him 2,000 oh, 2000 pounds in 2015 because he said the cancer was terminal. Mm-hmm. Um, during their four years of marriage, Carol also lied about having prostate and stomach cancer, but later admitted this to Mrs. Witchard, uh, she said. Uh, Carol was given a suspended prison sentence for fraud at Lester's court last week. So he was charged with fraud for telling his wife, and I, I guess his wife's mother and family, that he had cancer when he didn't, and he actually took money for cancer treatment that he ne- that he did never have. Yep. <laughs> I uh, think we jerk. found the biggest dish. I think we found the biggest douchebag of the air. <laughs> that isn't a celebrity. I'm you know what this kidding. reminds me of? Uh, I just mm. watched that show, uh, Just Shoot Me. Uh, mm. David Cross in Just Shoot Me plays a character named Donnie who pretends to be, like, he pretends to have gotten hit in the head and be, like, special Ed, you know what I mean? Type situation, but it turns out he's not. Uh, and he ends up hitting on the main character or whatever, and she finds out, and then she can't decide whether to tell the the people or not. That that was a that was uh, in the nineties, and maybe that guy, maybe this guy saw just shoot me and was like, hmm, maybe I can make that work. Yeah. So yeah, no, he was given a twenty six week prison sentence, suspended for two years. He was also told to complete 180 hours of unpaid work. Okay. And uh, ordered to pay $2,000 in competition. And he, he, of course, the lady has a restraining order out on him. So, right. There you go. Yep. Of course. For a year, it looks like. But that's pretty yeah. obvious. I think, yeah. Biggest douchebag in the world. 
Yep, or at least this month, I would say. Yep. Uh, talking about douchebags. Uh... <laughs> Modern day witches plan ritual to hex Red Kavanaugh. This is cool. It says dozens of witches say they plan to plan a gathering in New York City this month to hex the Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, who was sworn in to the nation's highest court last week, mm -hmm. uh, despite facing sexual allegations, uh, oh, several allegations of sexual misconduct. Um, Dakota Brack Brackel? A Brackle, sure. yeah. Uh, um, a Brooklyn-based witch who is organizing the October 20th event said the witches see the hex as a radical act of resistance that continues witchcraft's long history as a refuge and weapon for the oppressed, downtrodden, and marginalized. Witchcraft has been used through history as a tool, an alley for people to be uh, the frightened of society. Uh, fringes of society who will um, not ever really get justice through the powers that be. Since she organized a hex against Donald Trump last year, the same yeah. lady. I think we covered that in the news, actually, to be honest. Yes. I remember. Uh, yeah, yes. okay. Uh, the public hex is meant to exact revenge on all rapists and patriarchy at large, which emboldens, uh, rewards, and protects them. Uh, a Facebook page dedicated to the event states uh, as the reason they're doing this. So yeah. what do you think about that, Fro? Thinks it's a good idea? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a freaking waste of time is what it is. Why don't you go... <laughs> Why don't you, like, get a petition out there and have people sign it? Like you, no, 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 no. Spending no. all this time to do this, you could be doing yeah. that. No, no, no. It's much, much more important to put a hex on him because that totally works. Right, exactly. This, this, mm -hmm. this is basically the Christian uh, uh, or the witch version of a Christian being like, oh, we just got to pray for the victims of the hurricane. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, because they will be less dead if you pray for them. Right, you, know? you go to their Facebook page for this thing and it probably says, uh, it has like a meme that says, uh, one like equals two hexes or something like that. Right. It's kind of funny because it goes together with something I watched this week uh, called uh, fucking hell. Uh, Light as a Feather. Uh, it's a Hulu show that okay. I watched this week. Um, and 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 there... Uh, have you ever played Light as a Feather? Uh, yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah, for, for I know what the uh, game is, if that's what you mean. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so someone lays on on the ground, and uh, you like uh, try to get them to to more or less uh, uh, float, right? Right. You put your you put your finger under them or whatever. You have like four people. You all put one finger right. underneath and try to lift them up. Right. Exactly. Right. And uh, uh, one of the girls there uh, predicts how they're going to die. And, of course, uh, they start dying in exactly the way she's telling them to uh, how, how uh, tell them how, how she did it. No. And, ah, I can't talk. And they die in the exact way she's telling them. 
that they are dying. Yes, that's maybe. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> I got it the first time, to be honest, even though it was a jumbled mess, but... But the point being, like, uh, uh, one of the explanations in the show is kind of, like, overnatural or magic. And I was thinking about, like, yes, mm -hmm. exactly like this. Shit show, by the way. Two out of ten. Oh, my gosh. Are you going to have anything to talk about during the TV round? <laughs> oh, <laughs> just kidding. I have watched a lot of TV this week, so yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, let's watch something else real quick. Mm -hmm. I came Is out this witches? week. Uh, if you were in the 1600s and you saw this, you would <laughs> say it was witchcraft. Does that count? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because uh, Boston Dynamics came out with a new robot video. We've seen a number of Boston Na Dynamics robot videos in the past yes. on the show. This one was, I don't know, it got pretty big this week. I heard a few people talk about it on different things, different news outlets and stuff. So, uh, Fro, why don't you give me a countdown when you're ready? In three, two, one, play. Okay, oh, a lot. Parkour Jump. robot. Whoa. Whoa. This one is definitely a lot more agile than some of the other robots we've seen. Whoa. Look at that robot. He is jumping up boxes. Like, hmm. Wow. And it's I got love... a battery pack. It's not connected to any kind of wire. I love oh, some of somebody the... put in. Somebody put in Terminator. Terminator. Uh, Terminator 2, I think this is actually. Yeah. But yeah, I love some of the comments. I always supported my Robert of Lords. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I love you, robots. Now, please don't hurt me. It's another... <laughs> I, I like, uh, why are people so worried about robots taking our jobs? I hate yeah. my job. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one saying, we are fucked. <laughs> yep. So, we have an email address, it's another digital citizen at gmail.com. I'm guessing we haven't gotten any mail this week either. No, we have. We got an email from Jeremy. Oh. Ooh. He says, uh, hey, Fro and Luke, uh, hot take, Hi. all citizens should be allowed to vote. Uh, <gasps> stripping rights from, oh, stripping the right from felons, no street address requirement. I don't care if the people... Oh, no stripping the right from felons. No street address requirement. I don't care if the person is serving a life sentence in prison. All citizens get to vote. Uh, and then he puts down... He's got a link to a, a, a ACLU.org blog post. It says, Supreme Court enables mass disenfranchisement of North, um, North Dakota's Native Americans. Uh... On Tuesday, the Supreme Court chose to stand by and allow the war against voting to continue just a little less than a month before midterm elections that will determine control of Congress. The court decided not to block North Dakota's restrictive voter ID law, which makes it harder for people in the state to cast their ballots. Um, the voter ID law introduced just a month after Senator Heidi Heitkamp uh, eked out a narrow upset victory in 2012. Republican lawmakers responded by passing the voter ID law that all but guaranteed a large number of Native Americans who tend to vote Democratic uh, won't be able to participate in the political process. 
Uh, I know a lot of Native Americans, bro. I grew up with Native Americans, uh, and a lot of them are Republicans. <laughs> I'll be totally <laughs> honest with you. Uh, at least a lot of the ones I know. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of Democratic Native Americans as well, but... Yeah, but uh, they should be allowed to vote. Oh, I mean... either way, on either side. I'm just saying they're yeah. making it seem like it, they're just doing this, uh, which I'm sure that... they're. I'll, it definitely is they're trying to block people from voting, and it's definitely they're trying to block these Native Americans from voting, but I think it's just, in general, they're trying to block Native Americans from voting. I don't necessarily think it has to do with left or right politics in this scenario, even though it's the Republicans doing it. Um, I think uh, our government, in and of itself, just tries uh, to get people of less socio socioeconomic backgrounds to not be able to vote. Uh, in this case, it's looking like that may be the case as far as the Republicans are trying to block this so that they can stay in power. Um, mm. Yeah, this is pretty ter I mean, it's terrible. It's not the only kind of uh, problem we have in America with uh, voter ID laws and people b uh, b being blocked to vote who really should be able to vote. And I agree with... Um, I agree with him in his email, uh, Jeremy, that I think people who are in prison should be be able to vote. Uh, people in yeah. prison can vote there, right, Fro? In mm -hmm. Norway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I remember Tron even saying that at some point in Tron Tells the Truth. Yeah. Which we don't have one mm -hmm. this week, but hopefully we'll be back next week. Uh, and then, for some reason, Jeremy sent this from an email address that I'm not going to say out loud, but it's from the U.S. Bank so I don't know if you work there or what's going on here, but it says U.S. Bank Court made the following annotations in the bottom of Jeremy's email. Uh, okay. This email is an attachment, contains information that is or may be uh, covered by electronic communication privacy laws and is also confidential and proprietary in nature. If you're not intended recipient, please be advised that you are legally prohibited from retaining, using, copying, or distributing, and otherwise disclosing this information in any manner. Instead, please reply to the sender and have it receive the communication error and immediately delete it. You should thank you in advance for cooperation. Do you like my <laughs> fast at the end of a commercial talking voice? Yes, though? yes, yes. Uh, we were the intended... Uh, <laughs> recipients of this because it's got our names on it so we didn't break any laws but I thought it was funny that was at the bottom breaking the law breaking the law uh, I'll talk about something that should be a crime uh, oh actually uh, Jeremy oh, sent okay. us something about last week's show on our Facebook did you want to read that as okay. well sure sure because um, I thought it was interesting it was about the Brett Kavanaugh thing too and we just talked about that so. ah. um I realized when I listened back to the show last week, I maybe wasn't as hard on Brett Kavanaugh as I should have been. I was trying to make the point that, uh, I was trying to point out the hypocrisy of the situation, but I don't think we made it a good enough point, even though we've said it multiple times in the past on other shows that we don't agree with the support. We don't support Brett Kavanaugh or think he should be in on no. a court. We didn't say that in no. last show at all, even though we said it in the past, but we kind of, um... I'll just read his thing. It says, Jeremy says, how can you even doubt the FBI investigation to Kavanaugh the week before his confirmation? Uh, the week before his confirmation was nothing more than political theater. They didn't interview pretty much, they didn't interview pretty much anybody with knowledge of the events. They only looked at the evidence. They already had it. Uh, and their own conclusion uh, was there is no new evidence. 
uh, he says, no new evidence. You think the whole thing was a farce and a kangaroo court? Um, this whole thing about the, that the FBI didn't uh, interview enough people or didn't gather enough evidence, here's the problem with that whole scenario, Fro, all right, that I'm going to point out to you. All you need is one piece of evidence that proves something one way or another, and if it's completely uh, substantiated and they can prove it, that's the only evidence you need to prove something's wrong. You see what I'm saying, Fro? So all they needed was that one piece of evidence, and the FBI could go, okay, we have the ev evidence we need. We don't need to go find more evidence. That's your explanation is why they didn't go investigate more evidence. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, who knows? Maybe they did get people stopping them from doing it. I don't know. But that's another explanation that seems more likely to me. As far as, like, Occam's Razor goes, I would say that's the more likely scenario, that they just found yeah. evidence and chose not to look for more because they already had proof. Uh, let's ignore either that Kavanaugh's own testimony in front of the Justice... Oh, Judiciary Committee, Committee demonstrated he was nothing but a vengeful, angry alcoholic with a temperament nor ethical knowledge skills to perform the duties of the Supreme Court Justice. <coughs> um... I don't know about any of these things, but I don't think he should be on the Supreme Court if that's what you're trying to say here. I don't know anything about his knowledge, skills, or temperament. That, uh, I haven't hung out with the guy, I guess is my point. Um, it says, but hey, it's only been 50 or 60 years since we had a white supremacist, misogynist Supreme Court justice who literally turned his back and read a newspaper while a woman or black lawyer dared to present a case in front of him. Uh, although nothing racist about Kavanaugh has yet come out, it's certainly shown that he doesn't care for women's freedom and most importantly for Trump believes that president is incapable of doing something illegal, uh, because the position he's in is above the law. So that's Jeremy's whole take on the Kavanaugh situation. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Like, like we, 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 if we didn't say it last week and I apologize about that, but no, we don't fucking support him. Well, we had said it That's like not... three weeks in a row before that, so I kind of felt like it was already out there that we didn't support it, and then mm. we kind of made the point that, you know, there are is some hypocritical things happening here in this situation, right. and people took it as us defending Brett Kavanaugh when we were just throwing the hypocrisy of the situation. We weren't trying to defend the guy. Right. Right. But yeah, talk about something that should be Ill illegal, he said one more time. Manifest episode 4, give me a little recap of this fantastic show. Oh yeah, the recap. Uh, when a mysterious message leaves, uh, sorry, leads uh, Savani, uh, Sa Sanvi uh, to the flight attendant of 828, she enlists Ben's help to uh, in uncovering a secret about the plane. Meanwhile, Michaela begins to question... Sorry. Meanwhile, Michaela begins to question the nature of the callings, which is what there's. That's what the name of them of these things now, mm. as of this episode. Mm. Uh, the nature of the right. callings when one goes horribly awry, leaving Jared to suffer the consequences. Which is her part. You know, her partner on the police force is Jared. Right. Right. Yeah, uh, the episode of living statue, as I am going to call this episode. Um... It wasn't as bad as last week's. I That's thought this was just as bad as last week's, personally, but continue. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's that's the most positive thing I, I, I can say about this episode. I thought it was a little bit better, maybe. Okay. I, I thought uh, maybe just a little, like, 
five percent better. Okay. Uh, I uh, I think what we I, I what I liked about this episode, and the only thing I liked about this episode, was that we got more from the plane itself. Oh, okay. I I mean I liked that, but at the same time, it it made it even felt more lost. Uh, to me, right? Because that was so a segment from an episode of Lost with the whole right. he he's the stowaway, and we find out about it afterwards or whatever. Yeah, right. No, no but other than that, no, it's <laughs> I mean, the whole thing here in this episode was the the br- brother and the sister are both seeing, mm-hmm. or and the doctor, I guess, are all seeing the statue lady, like you said, from the living statue or whatever. Right. And they see it, and it's telling them to go uh, save this guy. That's the whole point of it, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and in in the end, we see, the very end of the episode, we see her, and she's in front of the statue, and she says, what do you want from me? That's like the ending of the episode. But right. the statue, what did the statue have to do with the her finding the guy? Ex- absolutely. Nothing. That's what I thought. I'm like in the in the one episode, Absolutely it was like the, the calling or the voice or whatever is saying, uh, <laughs> "Save him, save him," and they th- or uh, save yeah. them, save them, and they think it's the two dogs, right? Dogs, yeah, um, yeah. But they end up saving these two little girls. But that was like it's leading them to this thing, right? But the the statue was in no way connected to what the, the, the case they solved. It just was like, they had it there because it was, <sighs> because it was scary looking. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Now there, there's no link between the case and the statue. And that fucking irritated the shit out of me. I don't get, I just didn't uh, get I, it. I, I, I had, yeah, and then it really confused me because then at the and, end you see the statue and she goes, "What do you want from me?" And it's like, "Yeah, I don't know because it didn't have anything to do with what you just did." So, yeah. yeah. And and does that mean that we're going to see the statue again because she's talking to it like it didn't disappear? Because I mean, the statue didn't. Uh, will it come back now that? Will that be a kind a of running a thing? Red that, that they keep seeing thing? the statue? I, I, that was the only thing I could think, is that it has to right. deal with something in the future that we're going to see more of. That's the only explanation for the end of this episode. Yeah. And, yeah. But it still had nothing to do with this episode, so it's very Absolutely confusing and dumb. <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, uh, we, talk, we talked about the acting again and again and again. And 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 this episode is so cringy. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, the flight uh, attendant. Uh, she she's going to like protect this uh, young teen, and he's clearly sick. And when he's found by uh, those guys, like he doesn't look ill at all. He, he looks like someone acting ill. You get what I mean, right? Okay. Uh, I the no, one thing she, I did notice is the girl who plays the older twin, the daughter right. who's the twin, who's the older twin. Yeah, uh, right. She's all right as a child actor. Um, she was maybe the second best actor actress in this whole show. I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah. 
I think the dad still is really good. I like the dad. He's very good, but some of his... I mean, it's not his fault, but his dialogue is horrible. Some of the stuff he said about um, trying to get it... get. Get to know his daughter better, or whatever. In this episode, that whole thing was right. just an unneeded part of the story. Right, but he's a good actor. I, I think he's the best actor, and she's definitely second best. Uh, I, yeah, I, I I'd agree. probably agree with that. Yeah, but yeah, TV around. Gosh, I've seen so much TV this round. It feels like I haven't watched anything else but TV this week. Okay. Uh. I will begin with uh, Charmed and the new uh, the new version of Charmed, mm-hmm. I should say. The first, the first episode of that was this week. Um, and I watched it with my, oh gosh, I love Charmed. What the fuck are they doing with this show? Ice. Uh, and I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... I would say that it goes a totally different route into the same storylines that we've seen before. And it's kind of, um, it is uh, better than I was sparing. And I like the first episode. I would give the first episode a seven. Yeah, seven out of ten. Okay, that's pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah. Do they stick to the original kind of storyline, or are they going something for total for something totally different? Oh, it's a really um, similar. How does I? No, no, well, it's similar but different. I like it because it's so different, but it's also it's kind of like it's the same material. You know, it's the same base material. They're just re uh, it, just like the new Sabrina show uh, coming Netflix. Um, uh, but uh, I, I like the new way of like how how they find the third uh, the third uh, sister, for example, mm-hmm. is different in, in this show than the original. Okay, uh, how they found out their witches is different. But it's this, the same um, basic concept. They just change like right. how things happen. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, did you see Murphy the Murphy Brown episode this week, bro? A lot of controversy nope. around Murphy Brown this week. I did not. It was called uh, hashtag Me Too Murphy. I think is what it was. Um, and it was all about her remembering that she was sexually assaulted by a professor when she was in college, I think is what it was. Um, okay. Remember, this is like a 24-minute sitcom, all right? A comedy sitcom, mm-hmm. and that's what the show was about. Uh, they really did not do a great job of trying to do this. There were some people that were just very much going, you really botched this episode. I, there, were, there was a whole other side story about this kid who made an app that you put it in your pocket and your phone zaps you if you make, like, a misogynist comment. So they give it to the one news anchor guy who's, like, the misogynist guy. And it, mm. uh, the whole episode, he's just getting shocked over and over again because he can't... Uh, he doesn't know how to not be misogynistic. Uh, and that whole <laughs> thing took away from this whole storyline of Murphy Brown actually being sexually assaulted or whatever. Right. Um, 
And in the end, she, I, I don't know. You just have to see it. But there were a lot of people that just felt like they did not do this uh, correctly. But I agree with that whole sentiment. But at the same time, it is a 22-minute comedy show. And you can only do it so well in 22 minutes when there's so much to cover in a, in an issue like that. So. Mm. So, DC streaming service started this week. I did not apply to it, but their first show called Titans is out. Uh, and it was uh, the first episode of the first season, and it was pretty shitty. It is a really generic uh, origin story for a DC show that I think will go down in history as uh, not the worst show, but up there of their shows. Uh, I gave this a two out of ten. Wow. Okay. Titans. Yeah. Is it just Teen Titans with grown-ups? Is that all it is? <laughs> I wish that would that would be a good good show. Well, that's what it sounds that. like it should be. If, just by the name, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And because it, uh, it's DC, but um, let's see what else did I see. Well, we talked about Bound for Glory, so I don't need to talk about that anymore. Uh, oh, I saw... Oh, well, this is something we should, probably should have started with. I watched The Connors, the spin-off yes. show for Yes, why, why didn't we watch... <laughs> that's a good, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good question. Why didn't we talk about that? I don't know. <laughs> <We> bo- <laughs> yes, what did you think? <sighs> this was a very... It felt really weird. Like, I understood what they were doing, yep. but... Uh, so if people haven't seen it, they, uh, Roseanne, Roseanne basically spoiled it. Uh, if you did watch the, uh, or listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, but, uh, she was killed off, uh, Mm -hmm. in this episode and they used the whole storyline, uh, about her in the first season or in the last season of Roseanne, I guess it would be, uh, of the whole, uh, painkiller storyline they were doing. And they used that mm-hmm. as part of this season saying that she had a drug overdose, right? So, Yeah, it was a not nice way to kill her. Well, no, it definitely wasn't. Uh, I mean, it's topical for this day and age because painkillers and, you know, oxycodone and fentanyl and those kind of things are such a huge issue in America right now. So I understand mm-hmm. why they wanted to kind of use it, and it was part of the storyline in in that in that last season. Um, but the fact, but the way the whole Roseanne thing went down, yep, it felt really strange to do this episode it like felt this. Extremely strange. It felt like and they I've... were acting like somebody was dead because they made a tweet in a way. Right. Somebody and, uh, tweeted felt... something, and now we're going to act like they're dead. It's very... It was like... Uh, it felt a little, like, cringy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it felt like a big fuck you to Rosanne as well. And that's why one of the things that I did not like about it. Uh, I, I just th- th- thought it was unfunny. Uh, and I, I'm interested in seeing the next episode mostly because I want them to go away from this storyline of the first episode. Right. Just to see if, if what they what they do. Right. I want to see if the comedy's good because in this show we 
it was right. a lot of drama happening. There were co- like right. comedic bits, and I, I liked the stuff. I thought it was funny um, as far as when they did the comedy stuff, but you you couldn't really get a feel of what the show's going to be like from this episode because it was so topical about one thing. But hopefully in the next episodes, they'll just mention, hey, your, uh, your grandma or your mom has passed away, but they won't, it won't, they won't dwell on it the whole episode and we'll get some other stories. I mean, the other thing they just brought up in this episode uh, and, and kind of like was overshadowed by the fact that uh, the whole Roseanne dying of a drug overdose thing is that they basically just said this kid is gay. Like in the first season, mm-hmm. it was alluded to that this kid had homosexual tendencies. But now in this season, it's just, oh, he, he's gay and he likes boys now. Like, there was right. no discussion of it. They never, like, had an episode where they're like, are you gay? Are you not gay? It was never, like, a, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I watched uh, the first episode and the first season of uh, the Alec Baldwin show with uh, his guests Robert De Niro and Tarjay B. Hansen. Okay. I will give this a 1 out of 10 look and say that if you ever, ever watch this, it is... Probably what they use as torture on Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> the new torture yeah. they use? Okay. Yeah, no more Barney's music. Is, this is the most awful thing I have ever seen in my entire life. I believe it. How many it, Trump impressions did he do? Just how many in the... Zero. Okay. Zero. Well, I'm surprised Absolutely by that, zero. to But it is... It is... Uh, it is... Uh, again... Uh, I like meet 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 my friend. Then we talk about uninteresting shit. I'm famous that's, and that's... I have famous friends. I'm gonna make a TV show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Robert De Niro looks like a douchebag in this show. So yeah. That was one thing as being a talk show. As we didn't mention when we were talking about WWE in Saudi Arabia was the whole last last week tonight thing. I didn't watch the show, right. but I, I saw the clip where they actually talk about WWE. Yeah. Cause I was on, I don't know, some wrestling <laughs> so news website. Yeah. Uh, it was funny, but I thought it was very, a, a little bit hypocritical for him to be talking about how, uh, wrestling it. What did he say? It's, uh, blatantly homosexual or something. Yeah. It seemed a little strange for him to say that in this era of me too, when he, he's one of those guys who's very, you know, uh, on that side of political correctness, but then it's all right to mm. say that uh, wrestling's uh, homosexual. Seems a little bit hypocritical to me, but all right, whatever. Yeah. Did you watch anything else? Let's see. I saw a TV show uh, with Jennifer Garner uh, and yeah. Juliet Lewis. Same thing. Okay. First. Time. I, okay. So, so Luke. Uh, just a little backstory. Okay. Luke told me about this show on 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 Monday, Monday when uh, me and him were watching Bound for Glory, and I asked him, "Oh, uh, is it any like is it that bad that I should watch it?" And he's like, "No, no, no, you don't have to." So of course I did. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. But oh, we'll get into it. But I didn't think it was like. Uh... When we were talking about it, you were asking kind of like, is it so bad that it's going to be comedic bad, where I'll be able to right. laugh at how right. bad it is? And I don't think this right. show was that. You know what I mean? It wasn't no. like The Room no. where you laugh at the bad stuff and the whatever. This show was just bad. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. The show we were co- talking about, because we haven't mentioned the name yet, so everybody's confused, is Camping. 
with, like yeah. I said, Jennifer Garner and Juliette Lewis and a few other people. Um, who was this created by, Fro? I for, I'm forgetting. Le- Lena Dunham. Okay, and I don't really 100% know who that is, but Fro does. Uh, yes. I've heard the name, but I can tell you it, she created this, so she it's sounding like she wrote and directed it is what we looked up. And it's and it's based not good. on a British show, yeah. And it's based on a British show that is really good, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> makes it, makes it even worse. <laughs> okay, so they ruined a, a perfectly good show by making this show because yes, uh, it's about these families uh, or this guy who's having a birthday and his wife who's just overly anal about planning everything. Uh, <laughs> She yeah. she takes him on a camping trip for his birthday, and his friends come along, and uh, they, oh her his friend gets is gets a divorce or whatever, and brings along this kind of hippie stripper chick who is clashing with uh, all the plans that Jennifer Garner made. Sounds like a concept, uh, but it's not a concept. It really there went nowhere, yeah. and then the ending. I don't know what you thought about the ending. That was supposed to be the payoff with the big bear yeah. at the end, and you're supposed to go, oh, that's so funny. That was the build. Oh, ha, 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 there's a bear. That wasn't funny. It was not funny to me. Nope. This is a boring-ass comedy show. <laughs> and the comedy isn't funny. Right. No, no. And, and and I didn't know it was based on that show because uh, I, I have to be completely honest. I have never seen this. British show, I just uh, know of it. See, I think I when know. we did all the new upcoming TV shows, we I definitely know we covered camping, and I think I mentioned it on that show. Uh, but you probably you probably based... didn't that it was based off a British show, but you probably didn't uh, remember. Uh, so, no. Who are you? Where are Where we? Where are we? What? All right. What did you give <laughs> this show for? As far as out of ten. Oh, I gave it a three. A three, okay. Uh, I gave it a one and a half. Yeah. Actually, I'll give it a two for Juliet Lewis being naked. How's that say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still attractive. Uh, I mean, Juliet Lewis has gotten up oh, there in age because yeah, yeah. she was, you know, uh, L.A. St- no, not she was not an L.A. story. What, what am I thinking of? Uh, uh, she was, you know, uh, she's been an actress forever. So she, but she is yes. still a very attractive older lady. I'll be totally honest. Yeah. So, look, I have a question for you before we uh, continue with what I've been watching. Okay. Uh, what would you give, what TV show would you give a 10 out of 10 that you have seen before? What, in the history of television programs? Yeah, just say some TV shows that you would give a 10 out of 10. Uh, news Radio, probably, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, Cheers, Cheers probably got a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's see, uh, Beverly Hillbillies, if you're going way back, probably 10 out of 10. Um, let's see, what else? I'm sure there's some stuff I'm forgetting. Breaking Bad, I would give it an out of 10. Uh, yeah, sure, Breaking Bad, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite two shows. Probably a newer one that the I give 10 out of 10. Yes, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I found a show. That I'm going to give a 10 out of 10. Uh, it's called Hunting of Hill House. It is on Netflix. It's 10 episodes. Um, 
when I talked to you on Tuesday, I think I have I had seen all, yeah. Uh, uh, and to be honest with you, I'm uh, actually uh, have started watching it again. <laughs> wow, okay. That's how, yeah. <laughs> that's how good it is. Uh, it is a horror horror drama uh, show uh, with good acting, good scripts, good everything. It is uh, definitely one of the best shows I've seen in years. And it's called The Hunting of Hill House. I thoroughly enjoyed it and recommended it. But you said it was very scary. So people aren't into terrifying yes. shows, maybe not for you, but yeah. No. I like to be scared. Right, exactly. Uh, I'll probably get around to it at some point. Um, What did I have here? Oh, the last thing I saw this week. Uh, a TV show, I think it was on NBC... A comedy show called The Kids Are Alright, season one, episode <laughs> one. So, mm-hmm. first episode this week is about uh, it, a Catholic family uh, in like the 70s uh, who it's kind of about, you know, how the 70s were and how different they are from today. And how it kind of points mm. out like all the things that we uh, kind of the the progress of me we've made as far as like racial things and the, like uh, women's rights and everything like that. And it goes, takes you back to the seventies uh, in this Catholic family with 15 kids. And like, the, it basically focuses on the middle child of this giant Catholic family. And it's his perspective uh, on the 1970s. And it's kind of interesting. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the funniest thing in the world I've seen, but if you're interested in kind of a, it reminds me of Wonder Years, in a way. Mm. So if you're interested in that kind of family sitcom, uh, like a mo- almost a Modern Family kind of thing, except uh, in the '70s, and it's not it, well, Modern Family does the whole a mockumentary kind of style. This doesn't have that. It's more of a sitcom, sitcom. But overall, pff, I'm gonna give it a solid five, right in the middle. Nothing special, nothing great. Okay. Uh, I I watched the new season of uh, Castle. Oh wait, no, I didn't. Uh, I watched the new season uh, with the actor from Castle. Oh wait, uh, uh, I watched uh, the Rookie. It uh, is <laughs> with the guy from Castle. I, I'm making a joke because he plays the same same exact uh, character, right? Yes, uh, it's a rookie, but, uh, right? It's about a kid. The who rookie. plays baseball, he breaks his arm. Is that the rookie? <laughs> gets... I love that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in four ages. Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, wait, no, that was movie. Angels in the Outfield I'm thinking of. What was the rookie? Yeah. Um... Let me look it up. Oh, yeah, but anyway, this is uh, uh, Jimmy... I never remember his name. Uh, the guy from Castle. Okay, he's uh, a man that has a middle-life uh, crisis and uh, gets into the police force as a rookie. And we follow him uh, after he has gone through the academy 
in uh, a police uh, uh, place, and it, it is enjoyably good. Look, with old joking aside, it is actually pretty funny. Oh, really? I, 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 I enjoyed it more than you thought you would. Uh, I, yes, because I'm not the big fan of Castle. I mean, I can watch it. It's okay. It's like in one ear and out the other uh, kind of uh, entertainment. I don't mind Castle. I I, I think I've seen 80% of Castle. Maybe. Have you read any of the books, though? That's like no. the important part, right? If you're watching that show or whatever. Um, The Rookie no. from 2002... Texas baseball coach catches a major league after they agree to try out for a high school team that made the playoffs. It's got Dennis Quaid in it. Hmm. Hmm. This is not the same movie. I was thinking of Angels in the Outfield, but somehow yes, it got it mixed up. Me too. Um, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, right, we're but doing TV. Are we... Watch anything else? Yes. Uh, chase the Case on British TV. It is a new uh, uh, question uh, 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 kind of uh, uh, show um, uh, where uh, there's uh, five players with uh, different cases uh, and they have to answer trivia questions. But uh, um, the twist of it is that... uh, uh, if you answer uh, three questions right, you can give go into a soundproof room and look at somebody else's case or know if the uh, value of another's case is bigger or smaller than your case. So it's not you can deal never... or no deal, is what you're saying. Like, right. It's... So, but you can never look inside your case. Okay. But it, it is against each other in just five cases. One with zero, one with 50, one with 100, one with 1,000, and one with 5,000, if I don't... Oh, okay. Uh, and it's pounds. So. so how do you lose? Um... You get uh, eliminated at the end. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yes. So you, you 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 go against each other, and you can go like, I want Luke's case, and you and me would go in a question like, uh, round off, and I get your case if I challenged you because I think it's more worth than my case. Okay, I'm seeing we were wrong again, Fro. People are gonna be oh. people who are '90s uh, movies aficionados are gonna hate us right now. But it wasn't Angels in the Outfield after all, and I know now why we thought it was the Rookie. It's called Rookie of the Year from 1993. Rookie of the Year. Yep. That's the, yeah. No wonder we got it yes. mixed up. Okay. Yeah. I yes. at least back then I got Rookie of the Year and Angels in the Outfield mixed up in my head because I think they came around <laughs> the same time and they were kind of all about the same thing and. Uh huh. Yeah, so Chase the Case. Uh, other than that, uh, Would I Lie to You is back uh, on British TV. I love that show. Okay. Uh, you was good this week. Uh, so was uh, everything else. Yeah, 
I think that's everything I watched this week. Uh, the Perch was good. Yeah. It's a little weird, this last episode. I saw it last night. Um, mm-hmm. With the... With the whole... The guy with the mask. Yes. We saw in the episode before this that he like had an iPad or something, and it told him to go get this lady. Uh, we haven't right. got an explanation as to why or how that whole thing's... Yeah. So that was no, a little weird, like how he... How the hell did he know to go find her there when she didn't even know she was going to be there? I think she has a tracker on her or something. Yeah. I it's going to be Right. I guess, we're going to find out eventually, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we had one another Baldwin die in this, so maybe you felt better yes. after watching that Alex Baldwin show <laughs> to see him die in this show. So That was cool. I liked when they shot him. Uh, that was a good scene. Right. Sorry, spoiler alert. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, let's go to the main topic. Uh, it's uh, one of my picks. Uh, that means that we are doing something Christian. It's called The Fool 2018. And it's with Ray Comfort. I'm just going to ask you before we go into the movie. Who is Ray Comfort? Right. We kind of have to do that before we get into the movie because that's what the movie's really about. Um... Right. Right, he was an Australian, I believe, right? No, New Zealand. Sorry. New Zealand. Okay. Aust- yeah. yep. Australians are very mad at me now for saying that. Um, <laughs> he's a New Zealand Christian minister and evangel- evangelist who now lives in the United States. Uh, yes. He started Living Waters Publications in Bellflower, California, R- has written a number of books. Uh, let's see, where's a good place to go from there? Oh, debates. In 2001, he appeared at the 27th National Convention of American Atheists in Orlando, Florida, where he debated mm-hmm. Ron Barrier, the national spokesman at the time for American Atheists. Uh, in 2007, he debated with Brian Sapent and Kelly O'Connor at the Rational Response Squad Calvary uh, at the Calvary Baptist Church in Manhattan. Uh, he also checked Richard Dawkins in 2009. Um, it doesn't sound like they ever actually... I yeah, It doesn't say they ever actually debated, no, though. But he offered... Didn't. He raised his offer to $20,000. Uh, and they said it wasn't enough. So... Yeah. Yeah, no. He has uh, made a lot of books. Uh, I don't know, a lot of movies... A lot of movies. Right, and... And we're going to talk about one of them. Hmm? Right? And he made a TV show, uh, right. That yes. was on for a number of The Way of, of the year. Master. Yeah, uh, that was with yeah. uh, Doogie Howser, right? Yes, my favorite uh, Christian in the world. Yeah, they made the show together. I guess it was whatever, famous. But I think most people would know this guy from something else. Uh, in 2006, Comfort recorded a segment for his television show, The Way of the Master, in which he argued that a banana was an atheist nightmare, arguing that it displayed many of user-friendly features that were evidence of intelligent design. Uh, Comfort reacted mm-hmm. to the video upon learning the banana is a result of artificial selection by humans and that a wild banana is small and unpalatable. Uh, right. And then this became a huge thing online, calling him the Banana Man, 
that clip went around YouTube multiple times. Uh, this, I mean, this was even at a time, let's see, it was around 2006. Yeah, so I think the first time I ever saw that clip might have even been on MySpace, bro. Should we see it? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it 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 is the ground of where uh, the movie. Right, I so, didn't. I, I just mean... didn't. Do you have a link to it? Because I don't have a link here. No. Right. <laughs> I just you should have. Yeah, we should have gotten ready for that. So why don't you go more into Ray I... Comfort, go into more of his books and stuff. You know what I mean? And yeah. then I'm. I'll uh... find the th- clip and we'll do the clip. Cool. Uh, yeah, he did the uh, Exposed, 1995, True Fiction, 1999, The Way of the Master Series, as we're going to talk about, uh, 2003 to 2014. That long, wow. Uh, 180, Change of the Heart of a Nation, about abortion, by the way. Uh, Genius, uh, he made, 2012, Evolution versus God in 2013. Noah and the Last Days in 2014, uh, Audacity in 2015, The 80th Delusion in 2016, and Exit, The Appeal of Suicide in 2017. Uh, this is his uh, film uh, bug biography. Uh, he has also an edited an abridged version of Charles Darwin, uh, The Origin of uh, Species, with a 50-page forward. Uh, yeah. And uh, he also has written a lot of books. Uh, Hell's Kept Secret, God Doesn't Believe in Atheists, uh, Evolution, A Fairy Tale for Grown-Ups, <laughs> World Religions in a Nutshell, uh, and Can You Lead the Atheist to Evidence? But Can You Make Him Think? Answers... Uh, two questions from uh, a angry skeptic. It says here, uh, in 2011, Comfort wrote and produced a 33-minute documentary. I posted up the video for you there, Fro, if you see it. Yep. Uh, documentary called 180, Changing the Heart of a Nation. The film was criticized by Huffington Post for comparing abortion to the Holocaust. Didn't the Pope recently do the exact same thing? Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I think that's just like a Christian thing to do. Uh uh, his film, The Atheist Delusion, premiered at the Ark Encounter Christian Theme Park uh, in 2016, uh, which, if anybody knows what the Ark Encounter, it's it's a theme park dedicated to uh, uh, creationism that shows humans and dinosaurs living together at so the same time. Together, yeah. So yeah. this guy believes the whole idea that the... Earth is only two thousand or three thousand years old, or whatever. He also adamantly believes in hell. This guy yes. really believes there's a hell. Really believes in hell. He really believes that, like, it's his job <laughs> that he believes so deeply in hell that he has to tell everybody about it. Because if he didn't, he'd be a huge hypocrite. Because right. if you knew that hell was real and you didn't go around telling everybody, that would be really mean of you, and then you would probably end up in hell. So it's kind of a catch-22 yeah. when you think about it, but he really, really believes that there's a hell. Really? Uh, <laughs> yes. So let's do the video here. So this is, like we said, from the TV show Way of the Masters with Kirk Cameron, mm-hmm. 
from Growing Pains. Uh, and he is going to talk about this whole banana thing, which is actually a stand-up thing we found out in the movie uh, that he did yes. before this, but he then redid it on the television show. So go ahead and give me a countdown from. In three, two, one, play. Hold this, Kurt. Behold the atheist's nightmare. Now, if you study a well-made banana, you'll find on the far side there are three ridges. On the close side, two ridges. If you get your hand ready to grip a banana, you'll find on the far side there are three grooves. On the close side, two grooves. The banana and the hand are it looks like sex. made one for the other. He really did look you'll like find he was the maker of the banana, or pointing out some kind of sexual thing. Circuit. Yeah. Like, he should have been putting a condom on the banana. Too early, yellow just right, black too late. Now, if you go to the top of the banana, you'll find, as with the soda can makers, they placed a tab at the top, so God has placed a tab at the top. When you pull the tab, the contents don't squirt in your face. You'll find the wrapper, which is biodegradable, has perforations. Notice how gracefully it sits over the human hand. Notice it has a point at the top for ease of entry. It's just the right shape for the human mouth. (laughs) Okay, that looks sexual. (laughs) It's even curved toward the face to make the whole process so so much easier. Seriously, Kurt, the whole of creation testifies to the genius of God's creative. Yeah, so that's why he's called the Banana Man. Right, because then it was proven, uh, people came out and uh, told, uh, like we said a second ago, that bananas, as we know them today, are a product of artificial, uh, artificial selection by humans, where we took bananas that were more uh, able to be eaten, and we crossbred them, and over time they turned into the bananas we know today. Uh, Very much like dogs and wolves. Wolves, the same thing, it's just we domesticated dogs over time. Uh, Same kind of thing happened with the banana, and this guy didn't know that, so he's saying that God created the banana this way because of intelligent design. He created the banana just for humans to eat. Uh, who eats more bananas than... Oh, wait, monkeys? Well, just (laughs) pretend that doesn't exist. Uh, God made bananas just for humans. That's his whole take on it. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, now we can go into the movie, I guess. Because uh, uh, let's... uh, A little, little, like... What is this movie all about? I'm going to do a tech breakdown of it real quick, uh, and then we'll go into what we thought of it and what it was about and everything. But uh, it's called The Fool, The True Banana Man Story. Uh, or that that was the one that I saw. Uh, it's also called The Fool, just straight up. Um, right. It directed and written both by Ray Comfort. Uh starring him as well, and also Kirk Cameron, but there's a lot of stock footage put together. There's a lot yes. of stuff that was clearly he didn't even shoot it. He just got it from some kind of stock footage role. Uh, I don't see any... I, the one thing I really wanted to see is how much they spent on this, but that is not available that I'm seeing here. No. Uh, no. They're calling it a documentary. I would loosely put it as a documentary, to be honest. Yeah. This was released August 24th. 2018, so it was a movie that came out this mm-hmm. year. A uh, movie, kind of, it's more like a video. I don't know if I really call it a movie movie, but... Uh, no. I mean, it has a run, run time of 65 minutes. It's not that fucking long. No, and five of those minutes are mostly credits, so it's really just like an hour-long film. Right. Uh, 
And here's like kind of break down the storyline that IMDB says. So what did Paul mean by Corinthians when he said, we are all fools for Christ? Uh, this is the true story of contemporary man who cares enough for others that he risks rejecting a rejection by all becoming a fool in their eyes that some might believe the truth they have missed the story of the banana man. Yeah. What? The story of the banana man. I mean, yeah, that's what I said. Yes. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's his. <sighs> I kind of wanted to say it's a self jerk off movie. In a way that it's uh, like it's really from his point of view his story, and I understand. I understand. I mean, it's it's a documentary in the way of like Hillary's America is a documentary or <laughs> right. or something like that. So I mean, we're we're, we're losing the term. Uh, uh, documentary really really loose and i i think i think it's 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 mostly about him coming to gripes with um atheists uh having interest in him because of this video that we just saw like everybody taunted him with right. this, uh, with the banana thing because right well, it was the internet the internet taunted him oh. for this banana thing and then he at least in this film he blames it. it completely on atheists right even though the internet has other people that aren't atheists that were probably making fun of him he calls it in this movie and this is kind of, he makes a blanket term and calls it the atheist community right um and even says if there was a bible it would be darwin's uh yeah like, uh, D Darwin's books would be the Bible of atheism, and D Darwin would be the god of atheism. God of so he's making these totally. Uh, see, he's coming from a place where he he believes that everything has to be. He the way his life is, is there's you know. Uh, he has his faith and he has his beliefs and his community that that has his back, and he mm. he sees that atheism must be the same way. There's no way the atheism could just be a bunch of random people who don't believe in things. Uh, right. It has to be organized. They are organized against me. So he he puts it... That's a really important part of this film is that he definitely tries to portray it that the atheists all got together to attack me because of the, this video. Uh, and as far as that goes, I mean, there really isn't an atheist community. I mean, there are atheists... Yeah organizations but there isn't like right. a church uh that everybody gets together uh once a week uh, all the atheists come together and right. <laughs> talk about their atheism and preach atheism that's not a that would and, be the that would be literally the opposite of what atheism is <laughs> right and to be honest with you i have never read the origin of species in my entire fucking life and i will probably never do it I think I've, I, I mean, have, I've read parts of it probably in science class, you know, in whatever high school or college or something like that, but I don't think I've ever sat no. down and read the whole thing. No, I, I definitely yeah. haven't done that. Um, and I, I, and to be honest, it's not really what kept me into atheism. I mean, I, it has I, nothing I don't to do with it. No, I don't, I don't no. know any atheist who went, who is a 
just a hardcore Christian or Catholic or something, and then read the origin of species, of species. and then yeah. it was like, I am an atheist now. That's I don't think that's ever <laughs> happened. They, he has this delusional way of thinking of atheism that he can only see it through his uh, microcosm of how religion works, and so he mm. sees it as some kind of religion because he doesn't know how to... He doesn't know how to make it work in his mind other than that. Mm. So this whole thing, to me, this movie was really trying to just uh, justify him making a mistake and trying to kind of... Um, like, he admits that he made a mistake then, that, ban- oh, that, yeah. that bananas uh, were not a good example for this whole God thing. But he also yeah. tries to justify that he, him saying it was... Yeah, but I, I just said it as a joke. It wasn't supposed to be taken seriously as something that God, like, uh, right. that I was because speaking on, on behalf of, of God. what he, he calls his stand-up comedy and his mock of atheism. And right, because the beginning of the... Look here, here's a video of me doing the same routine in front of Christians and see how much they laugh of it and think it's funny. Right, and they show the clip, and it's very clear, at least to me, it feels like he does. He pauses in specific places to let the audience know, "Hey, this is where you're supposed to laugh." Yeah. And then they yes. do, they all do this awkward like, <laughs> we're, "We know we're all in church, and we know this is the spot where we're supposed to laugh, so we're gonna laugh." Yep. Like I don't think yep. anybody really thought it was funny. That was one note I wrote down here, because uh, there's there's this whole thing where he tries to justify the banana thing, because mm. it, the clip we just watched. It's taken out of whatever a thirty-minute TV show, right? A context, yeah. So there's context before this and after it, obviously. Uh, right. And there's a part before this where he's talking about the Coke can and how a Coke can. He's trying to say that a Coke can. Uh, what if a Coke can just made itself? And then mm-hmm. he's using that to say, uh, "Look, a banana was made by God." And that part's right. not in the video. And I wrote here. This is what I wrote. Banana joke still not funny with Coke can. <laughs> and that's just the case. It's still not a funny joke. <laughs> well, <laughs> but 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 it isn't. But I I I I think uh, this this movie proves one thing, and that is that uh, he would he with this mistake gotten opportunities other christians never ever would have gotten like we, we talked about it when he was invited to an atheist con- <laughs> convention talking to atheists about his belief it's because of this banana thing oh no the one in 2006 was way before the banana or the the first one the one atheist that was before the banana vision right but yeah. i after I, I mean um, the Atheist Experience, one of my favorite YouTube shows, by the way. Right, all the YouTube uh, stuff, yeah, definitely. Right. And and uh, people has made career of mocking him. I mean, I follow sh- uh, things on YouTube that mocks him. I, I, here's the thing. Uh, it's 2018, and I, this was a thing that I remember being a thing in like 2008 or whatever, maybe you know, 2000, 2000, 2007, 2008. Somewhere in there. And then after that, mm. the meme died. I mean, it was a meme on the internet, is what it was. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, that's what it was. It was just a meme. And then 
I didn't even think about it until this year, since 2009 or something like that. You know what I mean? So right. he, he's been dwelling on this, like, thinking that this was, you know, um, and at least for me, I haven't even thought about this or this guy in that long, so. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, for me, this, this is a personal pick, because uh, I, I guess, I guess, I guess uh, we should get into it. Ray Comfort is kind of one of the reasons why I came on my test. Um, and that's kind of funny. Uh, but uh, when I started watching Ray Comfort, uh, I I think I, I started watching him uh, af- long after this thing uh and i i i just watched him and i i when i was a christian i i i kind of liked his uh videos when he because on his youtube channel he goes out preaching uh and he goes like asking people moral questions like are you a good person would you end up in hell and that's like his uh a shtick, as I could call it. Right. And I, I, I was one of my like uh, great heroes of like when it comes to evangelizing. And when I became an atheist, I was watching uh, a girl called Jacqueline Glenn. Have you heard of her? No, I don't think On so. On YouTube, okay. Jacqueline Glenn is uh, is an atheist on on YouTube. Um, and uh, she had uh, this fight uh, with with him uh, back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. And uh, a month ago, she did uh, even an interview with him, and it, she also did a movie a review of this this movie that we we just uh, watched. But. Uh, 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 through her and through you and. Uh, through people around me, like talking to me and like me getting into like more of an atheist mind, he was kind of the the what can I call him? Uh, kind of the way that uh, tipped the scale for me. Like when he was kind of when I when I saw uh, uh, the things he was using as and. Um, arguments i just understood that i f- don't fucking believe this anymore like i okay. don't yeah i don't i don't believe what what so his saying. arguments against atheism made you an atheist is what you're saying oh what's the factor yeah okay right because you mm-hmm. saw it and went uh, can you think of any specific argument he made that made you go well that's bullshit or uh, the moral aspect of it. Okay. Yeah, uh, because he 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 asks people that, like, have you ever have you ever lied? What does that make you a liar? Like, if you have ever lied, you're a liar. If you have ever stolen, you're a thief. Right. He it's... says even in this doc or this movie, I guess that right. uh, that if you think about. Uh, how attractive another 
a member of the opposite sex is while you're yep. married, that that's a sin in the eyes of... It's just like cheating on your wife in the eyes right. of God, is what he says. Yeah. And that you'll go to hell for that, for just looking at an attractive woman. So you can, apparently can't watch any TV shows or movies as a Christian, because no. I don't know how you would watch a movie with like a really attractive female lead character or something and be like, nope, I don't see anything. I don't see anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and it, it, it is kind of interesting for me. Uh, watching this docu uh, documentary was kind of interesting for, for me because it felt uh, as um, kind of an end end for me i i i i i feel like and and just uh uh, uh jacqueline glenn uh she was also portrayed portrayed in this documentary she's the girl in the documentary with the red hair if you remember uh, and, no I, I, no not really no well but uh, anyway I, there, there, uh, there was, uh, there was a part of of everything like this, like felt for me as a, oh, I feel so happy. I don't believe this shit anymore. As far <laughs> as this movie goes, uh, we'll move on from that. I mean, uh, I'm I'm sure there's other reasons you became an atheist, but oh, yeah, this yeah. was just kind of a, uh, a passage from one thing to another, maybe, right. and this is just kind of a piece of your life where you're right. going okay this is a turning point moment and you'll be able to remember that in the future right. is what you're saying right yeah. yes <laughs> as far as this movie goes he definitely like i said tries to get across to the point that uh if you're an atheist you're going to go to hell and that you yes. he needs to get out to all the atheists and try to convince them to turn to jesus mm -hmm. uh and so that like fro said he he, one way he justifies this whole banana man thing and that he looked like an idiot, uh, he justifies it by saying, yeah, I look like an idiot, but at least it got me into all these radio shows, it got me all these interviews, and got got me to talk to all these people, and then I was able to preach the gospel. That's what he says at the end of every time. It's like, right. and they, those atheists allowed me to preach the gospel. But it wasn't like they let, let him just sit there and just preach. They were, like, going against him, and they, he pr portrays it a different way than the reality of the situation, but, you know, it, this is definitely skewed towards... Um, trying to make whoever is a fan of his feel com feel comfortable still being a fan, even though this whole uh, uh, issue is out there in the world. This movie is kind of trying to um, take those people and go, hey, yeah, I know you've heard that people think I'm an idiot for this, but here's the reasons I'm going to justify it to you and why you should still mm -hmm. be a fan of mine. Is it? Did mm -hmm. it feel that way a little bit for oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's parts where, like, He's making a point. He's making a really good point. And then all of a sudden, uh, you think he's going to like get to the point where he actually says, hey, and this is why that is. But he never does. He just skips this is why that is and goes right to like a scene of him on hunting Huntington Beach, like doing uh, uh, what do you, what do you, missionary work, like talking nice. to people out on the beach and going, look how great we are for doing missionary work. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, what was another? Oh, then we got to mention the Penn Jillette thing, obviously, yes. in this like the, I, I would say it's the elephant in the room as far as this movie goes. Mm -hmm. uh, because Penn Jillette is, I would say, featured quite prominently in this film. 
Yes. But you never see him or really ever hear him. Right. Uh, they blur him like he's in he's in the shot, but they blur mm-hmm. his whole body. And then when he does talk, they they'll cut out the audio and put uh put words on the screen of what he said. Uh, right. I think there was one moment where like you you heard his voice, but it was very very quick. Um, I thought that was very weird. Uh, but then. Uh, Did you find out why? Because I know uh, why. Yeah, we're gonna get to it when we get to the website. Okay. So yeah, it's it's actually on the website. You'll see it ah, when we get to the okay. news parts. Yeah. Cool. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna go through my my list of things I wrote about the movie here. Uh, oh, the part at Huntington Beach where he's like, "There was a guy. There was this guy, and he kept answering every question we had and taking our money. And we were trying to get other people to answer the questions, but he kept answering them and taking our money." And then this happened, and it shows him, like, walking up to get the money, and the si- the wind takes the sign and hits him in the face or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then Ray Comfort's like, must have been God. Like, God yeah. caused the wind to fly the sign into this guy's face. It was the stupidest, like, uh, just... And the one with the parrot is kind of funny as well. Where it, when... It's just... It, that one was even less... It made less sense, because it, yeah. it didn't have anything to do with, like, oh, God caused this. It was just, mm. like... Isn't this funny? A parrot bit me on the finger. Ha ha ha! <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to be a nice guy, and a parrot bit me. Yeah, but it's just again, it's just trying to justify his existence as this uh, evangelical is really what is this whole movie is. And then the last yeah. thing I wrote here is the whole uh, Jorgen story here in this movie. Yeah, awful. There's this guy awful. who he's talking to, who's he says he's an atheist, and he he very openly saying. No, I don't believe in God. I think you die. I think when you're dead, you're dead, and nothing happens. And the guy's like, yeah, but what if it's not true? And he's like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they go, the whole movie, they do different segments of this interview with this Jorgen guy, this atheist guy, who seriously just looks like a homeless bum, uh, who's probably not all together in the head to begin with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sounded like that as well. But they're using it like this guy is the representative for all atheism in this movie. Did you notice that, bro? Yes. And then at the end, they're like, he, uh, whatever. The guy's trying to convince this Jorgen guy that you need to turn to Christ. And in the end, he's like trying to convince him, hey, you might go to hell. And then they, the last segment of the interview, they show it. And then it has some titles and it says... This guy, uh, right after this interview, or a week after this interview, or whatever, was riding his bike, and he got hit by a car. Basically the saying, end. this guy never, we <laughs> yeah. never got to save this guy, and now he's in hell. This guy yeah. was riding his bike, and now he's in hell. It was awful. <laughs> yep. So what I mean, would you, would whoever you edited that, if there is yeah. a hell, is going to go to hell for editing that Jorgen piece together. <laughs> yep. So what you, would you give this movie out of 10? Uh, not a movie out of ten. Yeah, it's not, not a movie. movie. It's not a movie. No, but I, 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 I liked it, and I thought it was interesting. <laughs> oh right, and then the last five minutes uh, that were before the credits were just him trying to sell his books. Also, yes, yes, that I should mention. Yeah, but yeah, you may notice that the fool. Uh, famous atheist Penjlet face is blurred, and it is uh, also about ten key minutes of key footage removed. And this is from Living Waters. I saw this video. 
Because hadn't you like threatened to see sue him? Yes, that's what it says here. You may have noticed uh, the key decision. Uh, the decision came after Gillette's representative threatened to sue us uh, over the use of uh, the footage. So Pendulette threatened to sue him over this movie. Doesn't mm-hmm. say he actually sued him no. uh, yet. But this came. This was a uh, from. This is Ray Comfort's website, uh, Living Waters. What is this? LivingWaters.com. Yes. Uh, all one word. LivingWaters.com. Uh, this article, the Pendulet article, came out October 12th, so five days ago. And then the article that came right after that, the next day, The Secrets of Nostradamus Exposed! Yeah! <laughs> and you're like, oh, so he must be exposing that Nostradamus was, you know, a fraud. No, uh, uh, well, some, no- well, some say Nostradamus was a man who heard from God. Others say his knowledge was from the occult. This video, hosted by Ray Comfort, reveals there was another means... By which he obtained his incredible prophecies, Fro. Mm-hmm. So are we saying he believes that Notre Dame's predictions were real? Maybe. I guess I'd have to watch the video, but that's what it's sounding like from the little description yeah. there. Yeah, but yeah, Living Waters. Uh, there, There's a lot of things. So... Uh, the story about this movie is that uh, I got this movie. I, I, it's, it's the first movie I bought in, oh, I don't know, fifty, five, six, seven years maybe. Okay. And I had to buy it from Living Waters, uh, but uh, and Goodness it gracious. cost ninety dollars. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. I'm at the store right now. Yes, but look at uh, where it says product descriptions. It says, uh, uh, right over the trailer, it says, Atheist receives a 75% discount of the download price by entering the coupon code Atheist. So guess what I did? Okay. I used the code Atheist. Oh, all right. So you what? What did you paid? What uh, five dollars? Five bucks? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on. I so guess that's I, a good deal. Like I don't know. <laughs> I mean, is this worth five dollars? Maybe. I I I I thought so. I mean, I gotta give him credit. At least he's yeah giving it away for free to atheists. I mean, that is what he preaches. So it's not like he's trying to just. I'll give it this to the guy. He's not one of those evangelical who who's just out there for the money. He is in right. it for the money, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the, but um, he's not one of the like some of the evangelical preachers who are like, "You gotta give me money to buy a new jet because my right. jet is running low on gas or something right. like that." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the no. store here. I'm looking at the store. Let's see what do we have here. Uh, well, of course, his books, uh, The Fool for Sale. Oh, you got a, we got a deal. Banana Man Special, uh, mm. which we saw on the movie, if you watch the end, t- towards the end of the movie. Yes. $40 for four books. And the ultimate USB flash drive for $60. Mm-hmm. What could possibly make a flash, like a thumb drive, worth $60, bro? Okay, well, here it is. The... Ultimate USB flash drive yeah. contains more than 80 sermons, 30 videos, 
transcripts and even sample lessons from the School of Biblical Evangelicalism. And more. It's still not worth $60, but... Well, let's let's see. Uh, wow. There's a lot of videos in it. And there's, I mean, uh, and a lot of speak sermons as well. So there's a lot of audio stuff on there as well also. Yeah. If you're into that or whatever. Oh, ebooks. It's got some ebooks. Uh, Almost you listen si- to. 16 gigabytes of amazing content. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but uh, I mean, it's all digital content. Sixty dollars. It's like. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe you can use the code atheist to get five percent off. Yeah, who knows? I guess so. Oh, the other thing I that on their main page, the big thing they're promoting right now this month is Halloween outreach, uh, turning right. the tables on Halloween. Uh, It says, when our family came to the United States in 1989, Halloween was a big part of American culture. It horrified us. We would turn the lights off on Halloween night and go to bed early. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He thought it was the devil, Fro. The devil! The devil! Yeah, no, there's a lot of outreach thing. Uh, They they have, they have, uh, of course, uh, outreach outreach tools that you also can buy of course from their store um you can buy a outreach pack for 15 dollars what do you get for 15 dollars you ask well uh, you get albert Einstein. i have never heard of this this is something we have to look into some sometimes okay. uh it's perfect for all ages this fun comics it helps kids memorize the Ten Commandments as a springboard into the gospel. Right, the whole idea here is give out gospel pamphlets instead of candy when kids come to the door. So right. he, he, what he's saying is turn the tables on Halloween is like promote, use Halloween to promote to, uh, the gospel to kids. Uh, you also got get Halloween million dollar bill. Ideal for teens and parents. It mentions lust and adultery. Before we get into final thoughts, I've got a little story about uh, preaching to kids. When I was in first through fourth grade, uh, I don't know if they allow this anymore. When I was in first to fourth grade, uh, there was a church across the way from the elementary school I went to, and Mm -hmm. they offered children candy to come to, to, instead of going on uh, recess for your lunch, if you went and listened to a gospel, they would give you candy because it was like you could just walk over there from the school, do your lunch break, and then come back. Uh, so they were trying to entice little kids with candy to come over to listen to the sermon or whatever. Uh, my parents never wanted me to go over there because they didn't trust the people at this church or whatever. But I was a little kid and I was like, I want fucking candy, right? So I go All and right. get the candy. And then I, I must have been, you know, it was whatever, second or third grade. I forgot one of the pieces of a candy was in my pocket. So, of course, my mom finds it in the laundry and goes, where the hell did you get this candy? And I had to tell her, oh, these church people. And so my mom goes and tells off the church. Yeah. <laughs> I think she actually told off the school because the school was totally allowing it. They were like, yeah, if, you know, if the kid wants to do it, that's their that's their, that's their their issue or whatever. Yeah. Very weird, all- though. I, yeah. The whole preaching to kids thing has always been very weird to me. There's a skate yes. park in Portland, Oregon. So Portland, Oregon, 
most of the year it's raining, right, in Oregon or Washington. So this was an indoor skate park, one of the only two indoor skate parks in Portland. And it was run by this church that you would go, you would be able to skate, but halfway through the skate session, you'd have to sit there and listen to a, 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 a gospel preaching, and then you'd be able to go back and skate again. And if you didn't do that, you weren't allowed to go to the skate park. So that whole thing has really always creeped me out about wow. Christianity. Yeah, so final thoughts. What do you think about all this? Uh, should should uh, Ray Comfort uh, be the Banana Man still? I think this movie is about uh, six or seven years late to the party as far as it being a relevant <laughs> topic, number one. Um, yeah. This guy is... You know, he believes the things he was brought up on and a lot of them are the things that even a little kid wouldn't believe. And he still believes them, so I don't know. He's just... Those are the kind of people you're never going to get around to as far as logic goes. Yeah. Just, yeah. So that was the fool. Uh, another thing that I, I can call myself a fool for watching this week, look, is uh, Slenderman. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I watched Slenderman this week. I've heard nothing Guess but bad liked... things, so how was it? Yes, if I liked it or not. With its tone I'm using. Oh, fucking hell. Why did I watch this movie? I don't know. I mean, it I, looked I, bad. I'm going to have nightmares because of the acting and the movie itself. Not the that it was a horror movie. It is so fucking filled with cliches uh, that uh, it, it's 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 atrocious it's just like oh I, I fucking i can't say anything positive about this movie uh, other than it was probably better than uh, that other horror movie that i did that i don't remember was called how informative uh, all right <laughs> And what was it? Do you remember last year I talked about this horrible, horrible... Uh, last year, huh? Um, uh, the something man, Halloween man or something like that. Yeah, I remember what... But I don't remember what it's called. But I do remember what you're talking about. Right. Uh, but anyway, this is this is on that level. It's It's atrocious. I give it a one star out of ten. Look. Okay. Amazing movie. For some reason, I want to say the Backyard Man or the something B something B Man. Something. I don't remember. People out there are screaming at us right now. But, <laughs> uh, What's something man. What did I see this week? I saw a foreign film from China. Um. It was all. It was pretty much all in. Uh, Mandarin, uh, except for one person who was in this, but it was called Animal World. Uh, a little description: okay. backed into the into a corner by mounting debts, a youth agrees to submit himself to a high stakes game of chance uh, in international waters aboard a aboard a disused warship. Uh, and this actually has Michael Douglas in it, bro, uh, as well as a bunch <laughs> of Chinese actors you probably never heard of, Li Yafang. And others. He's the main character. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. So pretty good scores, actually. Uh, overall, this was a very strange movie. A lot of really cool special effects. Uh, 
Um, those are probably the most impressive part of this. The story is kind of interesting, but it's very convoluted. Uh, if you're into math theory, you might like this film, believe it or not, Fro. Uh, this has to do yeah. with the game they play in, in this, uh, on this inter in international waters on the ship is, uh, rock, paper, scissors, except it's like this super extreme version of rock, paper, scissors. And this guy, this main character is kind of a math whiz. So he's able to kind of use his math genius to kind of predict the cards and, uh, you know, who, what people are going to pick next and things like that. So overall, very interesting. I gave this, what did I write down? A six. Uh, so, and it had 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I was kind of close. Hmm. I would I, recommend it just for the special effects, if nothing else. Uh, I watched a documentary that I will recommend for you, my friend. Uh, a good documentary called The Good Plant. Can you guess what that documentary is about? Uh, I don't know. Potatoes? No, marijuana, clearly. <laughs> Cannabis, yes. The documentary is, uh, like, seeks to be... I'm going to read what it says on IMDb. How about that? Instead of making things up. Uh, the documentary seeks to be the ultimate odyssey of, of uh, exploration into cannabis, and it uses, starting from the formation of, uh, of uh, the system into the simple sea skirts, through the early uses to plant its medical benefits, and landing at the modern legalization movement across the globe, where the billions generated in tax be reinvested back to hospital roads, higher uh, department scientific research community project, and the list goes on. Sure, yeah. It is a really good documentary. All right, I'll have to check it I out. I liked it. Sounds interesting. Uh... It's probably yeah, a bunch of information I... we already know knew though, right? I mean, yes. it, yeah, okay. Yes. But it's just yes. compiled well is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with, with Paul Flynn from the Labour Party and things like that. Uh, uh, I would give it a seven and a half, I guess, out of ten. Cool. All right. I liked it. Yeah. All right. Uh, the last movie, I'm not sure if... Should I talk about it? Yes, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I watched the 22nd of July on Netflix because it came out this way. Right. It's, what is it, two hours and 40 minutes or something? It is long. Right. I was going to get to it, but uh, I just did not have an extra two hours and 40 minutes of my life this week, so. Um. What did I think about this movie? Um, my problem with it is that it, well, especially in the beginning, there's a scene that irritated the fuck out of me. So everybody in this movie talks English and they talk Norwegian English. And when I mean Norwegian English, I mean a very like this accent. Uh, they have an accent. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and it's like pretending to be in, like everyone speaks it, but there's a scene in the movie where they suddenly sing a Norwegian song in Norwegian. Okay. And 
it makes no fucking sense. Why, why would they sing in this language that you, as the war- viewer, doesn't know the meaning behind the movie? You, uh, the song. Okay. You don't understand the content of the song. It is just so fucking irritated, and it gets got me a little out of the movie. Mm-hmm. Other than that. I was surprised how much I liked it. <laughs> okay. I'm, I've heard good things is the thing I, that I've seen. Is I've heard a bunch of good things, so. I I don't know if I recommend it, but that's on a personal level. But I would give it a 7.5 out of 10 again. Cool. All right. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I I had looked at it and I was wondering if it was going to be in English or if it was going to be subtitled in Norwegian. But clearly, they, it was made for yeah. an American audience, so they're just going with like, you know, that kind of thing where it you're just right. supposed to pretend in your mind that they are speaking Norwegian, but it's like right. it's like it's being dubbed, but they're actually just you know what I mean, that kind of thing, or it's like irritating. It's irritating. Like it took me a good hour to get over it. Right. Okay. I think you're going to probably have a more hard time with that just because you're Norwegian and yeah. Right. But yes. they didn't and do anything to like that's... that offended you as far as the massacre goes or anything like that, the right? The story? Yeah. No, okay, no, good. No. Good, good. No. Everything uh, the story story-wise, I think it was a good handling of the story. I liked the ending. Uh yeah. Spoiler alert, she gets into prison. <laughs> it's like Titanic. You know the ending of this film, right? <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's it's kind of uh, it's based on uh, a book that I really recommend people to to, to called One of Us by Osne Sajersta. It's really a, a good, fantastic book. Um, but yeah, other than that scene that they suddenly sings this song that has a lot of meaning for Norwegian people and also was used as kind of yeah, you will understand it when you watch the movie. Sure. We will talk All about right. it probably next week when you have watched this movie. Yeah, I'll try to get around to it. Like I said, that yeah, that runtime really it really makes me go, I don't you know, even yeah. even if it's a great movie, three yeah. hours is just a lot of time to spend doing yeah. anything, so it's a good movie. But yeah, let's watch uh, the movie trailer for Goosebumps too. Uh, Wild Boogaloo? No. Goosebumps to Haunted Halloween. Seen the trailer. Uh, Four production studios on one screen. That's always a good sign. Then. Yeah. But uh, my biggest question, and I hope I get this answer, is Jack Black in this movie? What I saw is yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, but I did see somebody say they wanted more Jack Black. So I don't know, maybe he's just in it very a small amount or something. Okay. Yeah, because he was really good in the first one. Kids still read Goosebumps to this day, Fro, you know that? Yeah. I, I mean, I watched Goosebumps in the 90s when I was like... I think the first Goosebumps I read was in 5th grade... But it's just crazy to think that kids are still reading those same books from then now. Did you ever watch the TV show? 
Uh, yes, I saw episodes. It was actually really bad. Yeah. I didn't, I, obviously, I didn't sit there and watch the whole thing. I read this book. I remember that book with the little doll. Yeah. That is one thing about these movies. I wish they would just, like, stick to one book and make it really good instead of having to combine yes. all the books. But... Yes. Okay, well, he seemed like a really nice guy at the start. I don't agree. Because I feel like just one of those Goosebumps books could stand on its own. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? While collecting junk one day, best friends Sonny and Sam meet Slappy, a mischievous talking dummy from an unpublished Ghostbumps book by R.L. Stein. What are you talking about? Unpublished. There was totally mm -hmm. a, a book where they had uh, the w weird, was. creepy ventriloquist doll. Maybe this is mm -hmm. a different weird, creepy ventriloquist doll than that book, I guess. But hoping to start his own family, Slappy kidnaps Sonny's mother and brings all of his ghoulish friends back to life. Just in time for Halloween, as the sleepy town becomes overrun with monsters, witches, and other mysterious creatures, Sonny joins forces with his sister, Sam, and a kindly neighbor to save Sonny's mom and foil Slappy's plan. Let's see. Uh, yep, and I'm seeing Jack Black right there uh, as well. From, so, uh, in the cast, uh, 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4 out of 5 on our favorite Common Sense Media. <laughs> yes. One day we have to do that the spin topic to mm -hmm. find out what, what, what that is. <laughs> we kind of know it's some kind of Christian uh, uh, movie rating place that also kind of right. just says oh, what, what's good and what's bad for Christians, I think, is what we found out when we looked it up. But we'll have to really do yeah. some research, yeah. 90% yeah. of Google users like this movie. Okay. How about review? You got a review from? I do. From Colton C. Give it one star. And said, if you're an adult, bring a pillow. Snore. <laughs> That's what's one. Okay. Uh, Nancy I. Gave it half, half a star. Said, horrible. My 12-year-old son asked me if we could leave halfway through. We did. Uh, okay. And Taylor D uh, said, not interested. This trailer made me throw up a bit because of uh, uh, the Yummy Bear song. Also, people use that m song. It's 2018. Uh, 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 wait, made her throw up? What? <laughs> oh, she just doesn't like yeah. the song. I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. For a second, I thought it was like she doesn't like gummy bears enough that like just seeing gummy bears would make her throw up. But yeah. uh, I got a bunch of really short ones from the Facebook, of course. Um, pretty good movie. Uh, Sa Santana says pretty good movie. Darker than the first one uh, in some aspects. Uh, Sean Fitzgerald says one thousand percent awesome movie. Uh, Andrew Smith says, not quite as good as the first one, but very watchable. And a good Halloween flick. Uh, Janelle says, love it. Only complaint is I wish it was a half hour longer. Uh, and the gummy bears were hilarious. 
I'm seeing a lot mm-hmm. of really positive ones. The new uh, Joe Jose says the new Slappy I watched. Uh, the new movie is amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh, I've oh the most amazing, amazing, amazing movie I've ever seen. It's like a nightmare come true. So I give the movie ten stars. You remember the tweeting thing I told you about uh, last week with uh, a star? Is oh born. right, with a star is born. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Some somehow they goofed it uh, on 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 here, and said I took my whole family to watch a star hashtag a star is born. It was boring, so I went to take them to Goosebumps at Halloween instead, and we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, I'm realizing that whole thing, like. If you listen to the wording of it, isn't it the exact same wording as that meme with the kid who gets his yes. bike stolen? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, yes. I was the, I realized that this week when I listened back to our show. It's like, wait a second, yeah. isn't that the bike bike meme? Yeah, it's hilarious. But yeah, we have many movies coming out, other movies coming out this week. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. One of the movies I'm looking mostly forward to is by Drake uh, Goddard. I love Drake Goddard. Uh, if you don't uh, know him, uh, he uh, directed, oh, fucking hell, uh, The Cabin in the Woods. I loved Cabin in the Woods. Mm-hmm, okay. uh, um, but yeah, he came out with Bad Times at El Royale this week. It has uh, many players like Chris Hemsworth, Dakota Johnson... Uh, John Hamm, Jeff Bridges in it. Okay. Uh, the El Royale is a rundown hotel that sits on the border between California and Nevada. It soon becomes a seedly ba- uh, battleground when seven stranger, a clerk, a sole stranger, a traveling salesman, two sisters, the manager, and the mystery- mysterious Billy Lee coverage on a fateful night. For one last shot at the redemption before everything goes wrong. I have heard tremendous things about this. Sounds this interesting. Is, uh, get uh, gets a seven out of five out of ten on IMDb, seventy two percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and for f- some fucking reason, it got three out of five from Vox. I have no clue what. Really, what I've got is, four out of five on Empire, and I have no idea what the hell that is oh. either. Yes, but eighty-six percent of uh, Google users love this movie. So, all right, that's definitely a contender for one. I might want to see at the end of this. We'll see, though. We'll go through the rest mm-hmm. of them here. I'm going to do uh, Gosnell, the trial of America's biggest serial killer. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film is a shocking true story of the investigation and trial of Dr. Kermit Gosnell, his 30-year killing spree, and the political and media establishment tried to cover it up. Who can the investigators really trust when a routine drugs investigation uncovers a scandal that goes all the way to the top? This also sounds interesting. Son of a... Um, see, who's this got in it? Oh, Dean Cain. Uh, Earl Billings. Sarah Jane Morris, uh, Janine Turner. Not a whole lot of people I've really heard of, but except for Superman. Uh, Dean Kane there. Mm. Uh, it's got 9.5 out of 10 on Rhyme DB, bro. 
67% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, directed mm. by Nick Searcy. Nick Searcy. Cool. Really good IMDb score, though. Yeah. Dear sibling Joe and, and Wider become anti-Sicism, controversial wisdom, and extreme poverty to become a fitness entrepreneurs. Uh, directed by George Gallo uh, with Callum Von Mogler, Victoria Justice, Julian Hogg, and Carlton Haynes. Never heard of any of these people. Uh, seven uh, 7.8 on IMDb. 10 uh, out of 10, sorry. 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Talk a little uh, slower for that. 22% on Rotten Tomatoes and Ooh. 95% of Google users liked it. Those scores are a little all over the place. Yeah. There's a big difference between 7.8 out of 10 and 22% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. Okay. Last one we're going to do here is First Man on the heels of their sixth time Academy Award smash La La Land uh, award winning director Damien Chazelle and Ryan Gosling reteam re for First Man uh, the riveting story of NASA's f mission to land a, ma a man on the moon focusing on Neil Armstrong and the years 1961 to 1969 uh, and it's based off a book it's looking like uh, starring like I just said Ryan Gosling it's got Kyle Chandler in it as well, who, mm -hmm. that guy was from that TV show from CBS, uh, with the late edition or whatever, I love that show, hmm, I just mm -hmm. haven't seen him around in a while, um, who else has it, Christopher Abbott, a bunch of other people, Corey Stoll is in it, oh, okay, 7.7 .7 out of 10 on IMDb, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% on Metacritic, 81% of Google users, uh, enjoyed this film, so a lot, pretty even scores there, mm -hmm. uh, and directed by, like I said, Damien Chazelle, I already mentioned that, so. Yeah. And there's been a bit of controversy over this film as well, bro. Yes, because uh, the American flag thing on the moon. Right, well, people who are m moon uh, landing deniers, I guess you call them, uh, mm -hmm are all up in arms about uh, the way this movie's portraying the moon landing. So, yeah. Yep. But yeah, out of those five movies, which one would you see, Luke? It's definitely between Gosnell, Trial of America's Biggest Serial Killer, and Bad Times at El Royale. <laughs> it's kind of a toss-up for me, to be honest. Can I just call it a toss-up on both those ones? No, you can't. That isn't the rules. Uh, then I'm going to go Gosnell, because I know you're going to go the other way anyways, so I might as well go Gosnell. Yes, that's correct. I am going to go with Bad Times at El Royale. I can't fucking wait to see this movie. I... I, I loved I I fucking loved 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 his horror movie and I yeah I've heard just good things about it alright um, cool yeah, yeah the other one looks like a very interesting story as well Gosnell just looks like 
uh, something that could be very relevant to politics and everything today. So I think it could be interesting. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Hey, you have anything you want to plug there, Mister? Uh, no. Oh, West Coast Wrestling Connection. Uh, I guess go subscribe to the what was it, the Fight Network or whatever they're on now online. Just go to westcoastwrestlingconnection.com and go on the online service and check out the TV show. Uh, one of the guys, when I, I just started watching TNA again, and one, what's his name, Killer Cross? If you watch yes. TNA, he's, a, I don't know, one of the better guys in TNA right now and one of the newer guys. Yes. And they're really pushing him as, like, one of the tough guys in TNA. You know, they're making it seem like he's the he's, big, tough guy. He uh, really good. came from WCWC, and so I've yeah. filmed with that guy. So, yeah, he's, very, he's a very uh, entertaining wrestler, and he's got a super good look. And you said he smelled like something. I remember. I remember him smelling like a uh, icy hot, right? Icy hot. But that's yeah. just normal for people who are working out all the time. I think you probably just put <laughs> icy hot on if you're sore from working out or, you know, wrestling. If you've been wrestling all weekend, then I can just imagine you probably be putting on vapor rub or icy hot or something. Uh, I will uh, actually say uh go and check out that wrestling show but also check out uh sharks Pond, a south park podcast because uh, we go through all the new season of uh, south park that's coming out episode of episode we do a fast little like recap of you for you and uh last time on south park they made fun of Kevna, the simpsons and Roseanne in the sun in one episode oh cool uh, Mr. Pooh Face, I uh, never remember his name. Mr. Uh, Hanky. Mr. Hanky, the Christmas Pooh, yeah. He takes Aviant a- 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 and Twitter's racist things on the episode. It's kind of funny. Interesting. All right. Yeah. Uh, other than that, go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Next week, we will talk of news. News. We will do manifest episode 5, or as I call it, physical torture with Fro and Luke. Episode 5. <laughs> it's not that bad. bad. We've actually watched worse shows, but yeah. Yes, we have. Hunting is worse. Yes, it was. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, another digital review of Halloween 2018 version. I've heard good things about it. I have too, strangely enough. Because yeah. they've redone it a couple times and never worked out. So, And we will, we'll talk about gang-stalking. What's gang, gang-stalking? Right. We first initially decided we were going to do this when we covered fentanyl-laced flyers conspiracy. And we found out about the group that was putting out the flyers. Remember, Fro? Yes. And they were all about this gang stalking, so we decided we wanted to cover what the hell that was. Gang stalking mm-hmm. is a systematic form of control which se- seeks to destroy every act- aspect of a targeted individual's life. Once targeted, uh, once a target is flagged, uh, the communi- a community at large, a target is followed around 24-7 by various communities they are in. So we're going to... Talk about this whole gang stalking conspiracy, I guess is what you're going to call it. Some people believe there are these targeted individuals. So, mm. cool. Well, 
Is that everything that you can think of that we have to say this week? Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, let's, do I have anything else written down? Uh, why wait in line for socks, bro? Why wait in line for socks? Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.